0: Hey guys, it's your girl Mina B, and I'm here to let you guys know about my e boutique, www.lush85.com. We are an affordable, luxurious jewelry and accessories company for the ladies. And for my listeners, we are offering you 20% off your entire order. So that code would be Mina B Pod, that's M I N A. B-P-O-D, at checkout for 20% off of your order. Be sure to follow us over on IG. That's Lush85 underscore and tag us with your pieces. All right, guys. We want to feedback on all the items that you guys purchase, And you know what? Tag us. We love that. Tag us. And we have more to come. So be sure to follow us and put those notifications on for those new drops. hey hey guys you're tuning into the mina b podcast it's your girl mina b and i am back with yet another fun filled episode where to find me at the mina b podcast over on ig um we are streaming on anchor.fm spotify itunes apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. radio SoundCloud. And if you fuck with the show, please be sure to rate R A T E. Rate, 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 rate. And comment and subscribe to the show. You like the show, you like what you hear, subscribe to it so that you guys are always up to date with the things that are going on and the episodes of the show. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, <laughs> with that being said, this episode, you guys have me solo dolo, y'all. I listen running a podcast is not easy okay especially with covid and doing guests and having guests and scheduling and then when you get get it scheduled it just doesn't work out because other things happen my um guest host was super super sick um last week so you guys have me um hopefully we'll get that episode out to you guys i'm not going to give it away but hopefully we could get that um episode out to you guys um soon um So yeah, you guys have me and of course, (laughs) I'm the face of the show, the sound of the show, so y'all will be okay. But yeah, it's been crazy busy. I've been so tired. My allergies are kicking my ass and I'm just like, you know what? summer is over y'all it is done it's over we are here we're gonna make it work so i'm doing a cocktail of the week it's a sip and chat honey sip and chat cocktail of the week so i'm going to be featuring a cocktail every week and incorporating some video going forward um i've already been sipping it so it's kind of like a messy situation to even show it at this point i am doing video while i am recording but this week's um cocktail for the sip and chat is actually a hennessy and agua fresca it's called sarah's homegrown agua fresca watermelon flavored so i got the watermelon one as you can see i diminished it it's so delicious um i got the mango one which was also lovely as well and i was like you know what i was gonna pair it with tequila i had some tequila the other day i was like you know what let's henny it up and it has been so delicious i've been murdering it so i'm a little you know nice but that's neither here nor there y'all not gonna judge me and no this is not sponsored this is just a juice that I found in Publix, my local Publix, and I just thought it was so delicious, so amazing. And if you guys know anything about aquafrescas, frescas agua fresca is more of a water-based juice, so it's more water and fruit pulp than concentrated juice that you know we you get your Simply Juice or your Minute Maid. So it's more water-based, um, all natural ingredients, 60 calories, zero artificial ing- ingredients again because it's more water-based and f- fruit puree so the mango one was a mango puree and this one is a watermelon puree and it's so good mixed with an alcoholic beverage of choice hennessy or a tequila or a vodka even a vodka would be good i think it would taste really really good with Tito's. so yeah um that's what we doing and that's where we're at with it as you can see my hennessy bottle is pretty much done because it's a henny things possible kind of a house so listen you all not gonna judge me okay mm. so delicious so anyway moving forward in current news we got current news going on right now a lot of things in the media so much to talk about but we just gonna focus on the things that really really stand out and are super dope so y'all know tennis player naomi Osaka, she you know won the 2020 us open and during her tournament she said it, it she said seven matches seven masks and she wore seven masks representing our lost our 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 slain you know from brianna taylor to george floyd trayvon martin elijah mccain ahmaud arbery philando castile and tamir rice and i just think that's so commendable for her um to do as you know a black woman and i know she's of haitian and japanese heritage and she does represent japan that was a choice that her she's 22 years old so that was a choice that her and her parents made for her to um represent japan but needless to say that that's still commendable regardless because she is a woman of color regardless um and just showing her activism and um awareness is it's a beautiful thing and we definitely want to applaud her for that um and definitely want to applaud her for winning this 2020 us open i mean come on she's doing really really good things we saw how amazing she did a couple of what was it a year or two ago when she um um did the match with um serena williams and you know serena williams and the williams sisters they're they're reigning queens i don't really look at you know tennis for no other reason okay i look for them so you know it's it's really a really good look and um i definitely applaud this young woman she's young she's woke she's aware and she's using her platform and we just want to commend her for that tremendously okay that's that's amazing stuff and you know in activism news as well lewis hamilton who is a british formula one champion um race car driver is under super scrutiny right now because he wore a t-shirt that said arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor and is now facing fines at the match that he did he um drives for Mercedes now and um you know it's amazing to me how he's under scrutiny for that right right and he's getting fined for it I mean, this this man is probably a multi multi millionaire like money out of the wazoo so that's neither here nor there he's using his platform appropriately and for the right reasons um and he's facing fines for it but then the officers <laughs> who murdered because that's what it is murdered brianna taylor 176 days ago still can't seem to get arrested the 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 or charged or or A hearing or the the attorney general with his black republican ass can't even for the state of kentucky can't even come and say what he needs to say and do what he needs to do because he's their house nigga okay so it's there's a lot with that that really really drives all of us insane when it comes to the these issues that we're facing as black people in america and i really appreciate you know our brothers and sisters who are from other places using their platforms using their 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 freedom of speech in so many different ways and it's appreciated appreciated because in our own home in our own land we cannot get what we need to get we cannot get justice for our people and um it's still going to be a long fight and i'm going to continue to talk about it every episode Every episode, and I don't care because this is so so important for us. Um, if exercising your vote is not important to you at a time like this, I don't know what, what really, what, what, what else is, what else is there, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, we are at a time right now that our folks our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, our aunties, it's like full circle for them like, oh my god, this is happening all over again. You know what I'm saying? Like with George Floyd's passing, it's one of those situations where, you know, this was the biggest civil rights uprising since in in history. It it was what, you know, way bigger. Y'all could google it. Y'all y'all see the news, y'all see Instagram constantly like y'all know what's going on so it's not to say that that's not the case you know what i'm saying like we've seen it tenfold we got this orange turd in office you know what i'm saying and then everyone's talking about oh the lesser of evils with joe biden and kamala like fuck all of that look at the stats look at what y'all have going on in your even in your local governments and exercise your vote exercise your right use uh uh, the voting ballot the mail-in voting ballot they're available to y'all you know take that time now because come the first or second week of october just depends on where you live you're not going to be able to put in that ballot you know and a lot of us with the coronavirus and all of that some of us can't go you know vote in person i'm gonna go vote, vote in person myself but you know there's opportunities utilize them there's resources go online sign up do your part do your part and cut the bullshit with the oh the lesser of the evils oh i don't give a fuck what none of y'all say y'all can get mad y'all can say whatever it is oh that a vote not like this whole thing with a vote for joe biden is a lesser of evil whatever whatever right but then i feel and that no vote at all is a vote for Trump. Y'all seen y'all president downplay, downplay the coronavirus, you know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, we, we have our moments with the shit too because I'm in Atlanta and Atlanta is a wide the fuck open. So, it, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like, I'm even, I mean, even talking to friends in New York and they're like, oh yeah, we're going back to work. I'm like, going back to work? What do you mean? Huh? I'm confused. But this is where we're at. So it's just like we don't know who to believe. And we we just know that a lot of people die from this shit. So, again, if that's not compelling you, and, uh, compelling you enough to go vote. Um, if the lives of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, black women, black men. If that is not enough to get you to go out and vote. I don't know what is. So... That's just my stance on that. I have to impress upon you guys, you know, what's necessary. And um, I gotta use my voice and I gotta use my platform and I'ma put it to you like that. So do with that information as you will. So anyway, <laughs> this episode in particular is gonna be a lot shorter because it is me solo dolo, but ciao. Where do we go? Where do we start with this one? Andrew. Gillum okay um (laughs) he y'all know in the news that he was the governor elect for the state of Florida in the governor election in 2018 um He would have been the first black governor of florida and y'all know florida is that state florida is that red state florida is that hole in the wall state that just always votes are always messed up things are always messed up in florida i mean my mama lives in florida i'm like can you just move can you come move to atlanta like can we just get y'all get you like get you up here and get you out of that bullshit state but anyway i digress um This man had a budding political career. He was the mayor of Tallahassee prior to um, going up for the governor, governorship. Um, And, you know, he lost to Ron DeSantis. And we, you know, watching his stories about his career and getting to the election you know that you you can kind of see the hope that people had for him being the governor, or you know being elected rather, and um, it it was kind of crazy because if you guys ever googled this or look or you're if you're into politics the way I am, um, <laughs> you guys knew that he lost to Ron DeSantis by thirty three thousand votes. So thirty three thousand votes that. Is not a lot. That is a slim number when you're talking about millions of people who voted in the state of Florida. Okay, so he lost by 33,000 votes, and you can only imagine how sh- people that didn't vote, people that, you know, in just the regular, you know, Poll like the what what I'm I'm losing my train of thought. When you go to the polls or whatever, and they are doing bullshit at the polls, and you I I don't I forget that voter suppression things like that. That's that's what I meant. So when you have things like that happening, and you look at that thirty three thousand, this man could have been the governor of Florida, the first black governor of Florida. Okay, a Democratic governor at that, which had never happened would you know would have never ever happened it would have been a historic win for him so knowing what we know with that information later on down the line we found out that he was inebriated and drugged in a miami hotel with two other gentlemen if i'm not mistaken I think one of them was an escort. I'm not sure, don't quote me. I may have just picked that up along the way. So anyhow, tarnishing his career or, you know, so to speak and just kind of making him look crazy um, because he is a married man with children. um, The question started coming up more so about, okay, like not so much about his mental health, not so much about, okay, what, is going on with him like is him losing losing this huge election really taking a toll on his life like we're not t- looking at that we're looking at the scandal honey that's what we're looking at when we're looking for the tea we want to know like wait hold up ain't this man married was he but two men like he gay like what's going on so our auntie tamron hall for her um season opening show uh had a sit down interview with andrew Gillum and his wife so needless to say Andrew Gillum comes out and comes out as bisexual now he doesn't go into detail about what happened that night what happened in the hotel you know what I'm saying and I mean for us to like like honestly speaking y'all we you know he ain't gonna say oh i was fucking a nigga like you know he's not gonna say i was with a man like you, he's not gonna do that so that's the thing that gets me about us like you know this politics and pr they're gonna try to dust this up and clean this up with windex and make it shiny honey they're not gonna say oh hey this is what happened i was fucking a man i would come on let's cut it out Let, let's stop but um You know, this definitely highlights his sexuality to a certain degree, um, of course. And I think this is a bigger conversation in the black community because I think that so many men, black men at that, um, are in the closet. They're closeted. They're not comfortable with coming out. Um, They're fighting the the demons and, and some are married, some have children, and they're still out here living foul. And then there's some who, you know, have an understanding with their significant other. And I guess the conversation is really black men battle with sexuality and having to be strong and the societal views and that homophobia is such a big deal in Caribbean culture, in African American culture, in Hispanic culture. So you you know men of color and black men as a whole go through a lot of scrutiny when it comes down to coming out. You know, they're seen as less masculine. It like takes away from And it's a sad situation because I feel as though we've come such a long way, but we're also so, you know, we're not supportive, we're not a supportive community, and that's just the bottom line. So, um, I guess my question is, would you be a man's beard? Cause, listen baby, and if you guys don't know what a beard is, a beard is a gay man or a bisexual man that you are in a relationship with for the look of it you are not having sex you are not having babies if you are i i don't know if there's some artificial insemination or you guys actually had to do the do or had to have some type of agreement i don't know different strokes for different folks okay but the thing about that is is that would you be a beard would you you know keep this man secret now my thing is this i'm gonna tell you straight up in my 20s, and I ain't had to have no babies, I might do it for a quick coin. I might do it for like, pay my student loans off. You know, I'll keep, well, pictures are gonna be looking great. We're gonna be looking good together, and I go my way and you go yours because it's for the image. But it gets a lot deeper than that when you may have known that your husband had a little sugar in his tank, a little bit sweet, a little bit sweet. And I think in RJ Gillum's case she knew about her man's shenanigans and knew about things to a certain degree but I don't think it got too deep for her until now because of losing him losing the governorship and this shit coming out full throttle so I'm going to play a snippet of the interview with um andrew and um and rj um yeah i'm gonna play a little snippet of it so y'all can listen in on that (laughs) baby without a
1: marriage if you knew that that i wasn't sure that a decision to choose you and say yes on the basis of knowing that it's our decision together as all couples, you know, millions of people watching that we don't know you, we don't know your stories. I mean, there are couples who have open marriages. There are couples who have all kinds of different covenants with one another that everybody else doesn't know. And at the point where you have to reveal your covenant to the world to then be criticized or questioned Uh, With good intentions or bad, that's a lot of pressure. And so I've told him before that, you know, saying yes was solely about me and you. It wasn't about me and you and the world. So I don't know. You know, someone has asked me before, would you have made a different decision? And I had to say, I I don't know. I think perhaps being as young as we were, you know, I wasn't even 30 yet, I may have said no because at that age, I know I wouldn't have had the maturity to say while I am privately okay with
0: this, I don't know that I have the strength to continue to defend our relationship or our marriage to anyone who doesn't understand. Baby. So, that scattered kind of a, like, she she's basically saying I would not have married Andrew knowingly that he was bisexual. You know? But, after finding this out in their marriage. I don't know how many kids they have. I didn't do the research on that. But in their marriage and during his political career. It, it just leads me to believe that she ain't really happy with it. And she just went up there because he asked her to. And just to save faith or whatever. Talking about the covenant of their marriage and all of that. But it's so crazy to me. Because I'm like baby. If I was her and I found that out. And I have to, and, and listen, we can sit here and say all day long, oh, get a divorce, da-da-da-da, whoop-de-whoop. This is a cheaper-to-keeper situation cheaper to keep her situation let's be crystal clear about that that is when you people think that divorce is easy my parents went through a nasty divorce after 30 years okay nasty and i've seen nasty divorces throughout the years with family friends whatever and it's not easy especially when you've had a political career when i don't know what her career is per se but you know when you've had a certain status it is not that easy so i'm pretty sure this is a cheaper to keep her situation do i think that they will stay together for the long haul Maybe maybe not. The way she sounded, I don't think so. I don't think so, but that's just that's just my opinion. Um but if I was her and if I was in that situation, I would not have went on to even be in support of. You know what I'm saying because for for her now she's under the scrutiny of well you're accepting your husband as being bisexual how does that look for your children how do you explain that to your kids how do you you know and that's 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 that scrutiny that public scrutiny that public eye i would have let him got on get on that Tamron hall show and handle his handle and said what he had to say and i would not have sat up there with that man in solidarity no thank you nope i would not have i just would not have like listen you, it just seems like a situation where you have disciplined yourself and conditioned yourself to put up with certain things. And now that it has come to bite y'all in the ass because it is public, you want to sit there and sit, speak your piece. But at the same time, you still look crazy. But again, that's me, that's me semi judging to each his own. I just don't think she fully knew until, you know, it really started coming out coming out slowly and the shenanigans was i'm pretty sure they were shenanigans that had to been had or whatever and she turned it she turned a cheek she turned a blind eye to the situation and that's just my personal opinion um but it, it's just it just sucks because you know again it just it's it's the, it goes back to black men not have being able to own their sexuality and to be able to come out and say I'm bisexual or say I'm gay and just really be themselves so um from the very jump so that things like this and marriages and kids and all this other extra shit wouldn't be a thing now mind you if you again that with a beard situation which a beard situation is full consent and knowledge of there's no hiding it It is there, you guys know it. You guys may have an agreement, whatever it is, it's there. So, yeah, I don't know y'all, it couldn't have been me. It it couldn't have been me, it it couldn't be me. Yeah, couldn't be me. So anyway, that's just that on that. Oh wait, no, I lied. I wanted you guys to hear. (laughs) Let me play the clip real quick of him, like, coming out pretty much. Um, I don't know. He came out in a little weird-ass way. I I don't know. I'm going to play it for y'all,
1: though. invalidated. And I felt like the love that I have between my wife and I, my family, but most important, the authenticity that I tried to lead with was all in question at this point and not even in question anymore. Something else had been assumed by that. And to be very honest with you, and you didn't ask the question, um, you put it out there as whether or not I identify as gay. And the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. And that is something that I have never shared publicly before.
0: Mm. So basically y'all, so I think, well, the, the thing about YouTube right now is that I didn't watch the Tamron Hall show today, so um, I'm not even sure if it aired today um, or not. But I, think, I think it did. But of course, with everything, it's not showing the full audio, the full video clip, so it's just clips. So I'm pretty sure he had came out first before the conversation with his wife, him and his wife RJ and Tamron. So yeah, that's him admitting it, that's him saying it. It's, it's very interesting. He kind of skirts around it, but I think it's a bold move to say, hey, hey, world, hey, this is what I'm going to do. So there is another clip. I'm um, not going to play it for you guys, but he does talk about, um, you know, if it arose, uh, Tamron asked if, you know, he would was in a position to be in a political role again, would he do it? He said, yeah, I feel like I'm totally fit to do a politician's role. And he, you know, basically said, hey, that's it's my sexuality and it's something that, That don't have nothing to do with politics. You got people like... Trump, that's the president that has no experience in politics at all. You have people who are, you know, in the Senate and, you know, things like that. that have done horrible things in life and wear it as badges. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. I don't think it takes away from his political career if he does ever decide to do something else. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, again, the bigger conversation is, you know, black men not being able to really and truly be themselves and having to go through these downward spirals and things like that come out and come, you know, it just, it's messy. It's a messy situation. And, you know, I just wish that we could be a little bit more more of an accepting community because of certain things like this. So, anyway though, on a lighter note, summer is over oh god it's like really really over like here in georgia you know it's still going to be hot to like end of october ish just about um we'll get down to the 70s and 60s it'll be sweater sweater and um you know bomber leather jacket a little scarf situation so it doesn't get crazy hot here but you know summer is really 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 over but it's like it just felt crazy because it didn't feel like it was summer it didn't feel like we did much like because we were in fake quarantine well no we was in quarantine for real we was in quarantine from march till may really and truly and then slowly started opening up in phases and you know I don't know, it just dawned on me because I ran into Hobby Lobby the other day to pick up something and I ended up going, I was like, I made a loop around the store and the whole left side of the store was Christmas decorations. I was like, bruh, it really is like, the end, like this fourth quarter is the end of the year. It is over. It's done. Like, 2020 is done. And 2020 has been a trash year, but it also has been a really, really good year for a lot of people. Um, If anything, 2020 has taught me that our plans are clearly not our own you know what I'm saying it's not our own and being still is definitely okay like I have some days that I'm just like what the fuck like what am I doing today you know what I mean um since I lost my job I do bartender on the side so you know I slang strengths and I do it part-time so that I can focus on the podcast and focus on my jewelry business lush85.com um shameless plug but um you know It's it's one of those things where I just feel like I'm always supposed to be doing something, and I had to like I have to remind myself that being still is okay, not feeling pressed is okay. Like there's a lot of chaos in the world, and sometimes staying in your bed and watching Moesha is okay. You know, it's it's all right to not leave your house for the day. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all, like I've been able to get so much done that i would not have been able to do working my corporate job i would like sometimes i wasn't even able to make a quick appointment to the doctor or like go get an oil change i'd put it off or getting my tires done i put off my tires and my oil change for the longest friggin time because i couldn't pull away from work from work from working for somebody like it's it's that it's it's so super depressing so i would definitely say that 2020 has definitely allowed me to take stock and relax and think and plan and be strategic um and girl I've been so organized like when I tell y'all my house is organized like super organized my fridge is organized I got stock in paper towel and toilet tissue because of this damn coronavirus quarantine situation we don't know what's going on so it just made you want to put stuff up for later you know and I was already good at doing that anyway but I started doing it some more so anyway um just got super organized and redid some things in my living room and just became a plant mom like who am I I've really become an auntie but um in all honesty I, I feel Like, when somebody asks me what I do, I say I'm a working creative, podcaster, business owner, and homemaker. Because, honey, I do it from home. I do it from my dining room. (laughs) So, you know, 2020 has just been so so interesting and just sitting on the date which is September 14th with everything that has been going on and I'm breathing and I'm alive it's such a blessing and it's so beautiful y'all so you know we're we're winding down we're winding down I'm not going to do a wind down episode yet I usually do my wind down of the year episode in November end of November early December so we can take t- um, take stock of the year and I don't want to say plan for the year ahead but also just be cognizant and start writing down some goals and knocking them out so you know keep that in mind um i'm going to probably post some stuff over on the me to be podcast page so that you know i can kind of get an idea of what you guys want to talk about when i do do that episode um in november but yeah like it definitely definitely puts a lot of things in perspective 2020 has been not the easiest year but it's also been a good year in just trying to take stock and y'all we still have a couple of months before 2021 so the year's not over yet You got some time to get it together you got a little time to get it together but don't pressure yourselves to do too too much you know what i'm saying again that's something i have to do i have to take reel myself in and say all right boom you don't need to do that much. You don't need to do that much in a day. Let's take this amount and whatever we don't finish on the list, we gonna move to Tuesday or we'll move to Wednesday, you know. So I'm proud of me and I definitely, definitely am proud of you guys for tuning in and fucking with my show and um, for any of your goals and endeavors. If you guys have anything that you want me to touch base about, please be sure to shoot me an email Ask be at gmail.com and also be sure to follow the show at the Mina B podcast over on IG follow 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 so the links are in the bio so you click on it and you can subscribe and you have so many different platforms that you can listen to it um, on wherever you're listening pleasure and platform is of your desire okay so there's plenty of that but yeah guys keep positive stay focused hold it down and um we will definitely definitely be back with some more heat before um the next episode i'm trying to think i think the next episode i definitely have guests coming on the next two episodes yes next three episodes i just gotta schedule the last one y'all pray for me because scheduling and putting it together and trying to do this virtual thing is not easy but your girl is trying to work on the technical technical side of things because this is definitely our new norm and we're gonna make it happen and we're gonna make it pop so yeah again be sure to rate subscribe to the mean to be podcast follow me over on ig at the mean to be podcast and um yeah more to come and thank you guys so much for fucking with the show and tuning in i am signing out and uh see you next time bye